Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. We have our guest to host today is Mila. Say hello. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about all things Doctor Who. I would say, Mila, you would consider yourself a Whovian? Uh, yes, very much so. And how long have you been a Whovian, would you say? I would say, let's say, I would say seven, eight years. Seven, eight years. And what got you let's into Doctor Who? <laughs> what, was, uh, what brought you into Doctor Who? Curiosity. I saw this, like, my, my sister, my older sister was raving about this new show she found. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And so we watched it together for the first five seasons, I think. And and I was hooked. Now, did you start with Eccleston? Was that your first yep. Doctor? Yeah. I had seen only a couple what, episodes season, right? before. Okay. So you saw some of the older ones. Um, some the, of the originals, if you will. Not at that time. Not yet. Yeah. But I did watch a few of those episodes before I really got into it. Okay. And then I also watched like a couple of uh, episodes with um, Tennant, yeah. a couple episodes with uh, Eccleston when I was like much younger, and then when I got onto, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy." This is the guy. I love it. So Eccleston what? was your first, and yeah. so since then, have you watched? Would you say all of the seasons since Eccleston? Have you seen pretty much every episode, or pretty much? I would say every episode, also including the classics. All the classic episodes. So you did watch. You did go back and watch all yeah, the classic episodes. Yeah, I watched all of them. And boy, was that a trip. <laughs> That's a trip. I would say some of it can be a tough sit. Definitely, uh, yeah. For different people, I think. Yeah. You know, if you're not really into the sort of older style. Yeah. Uh, you know, British television and American television is vastly different. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes they go a little, you know, on the same route, but mostly it's a very different type of look and feel. Yeah. Um, so what were your thoughts? But yeah. can't be in a good way. Yep. Like yeah. it's it's there. Yeah, there are a couple serial. I think I'll have to go back and rewatch some of uh, Hartnell's the first Doctor's era because I hadn't really gotten into it yet. Yep. Because I was just like, oh, is this the, like it was kind of a chore? But then I think I really started to fall in love with it around Troughton, the second Doctor. So why was it a chore? That's a good. That's a good word. Why would you say it was a chore to watch? Because <laughs> at the time, I wasn't really used to like. I wasn't used to that kind of feel, all the like campiness and the old everything. Yeah. And a lot of episodes were missing, which also very much didn't help. I wasn't used to just watching like, like screen caps with like a little description about what's going on in the bottom right, of the trying, thing. Trying to fill you in. Yeah. So that, that was a bit of a chore, but yeah. yeah, once I got to the second doctor, it really clicked. I was like, Oh wow. Like I, I was actually like, I was like, I don't know, playing a game in the corner with like my eyes kind of trained on it. But then like, once I got to the second doctor, I was actually like focusing more on it. Right. And getting a lot more into it. Yeah. The first, the first ones are, I would say the first, the hard note was black and white. Uh, yeah, so was the second Doctor. Right, so was, that was all black and white. So if you're not a black and white fan, that's also uh, kind of a concern. Uh, but I think you get into it at some point. Definitely. Uh, but definitely the old style, the scripts are very different than they are today. I think it's a yes. little less <laughs> It's a little less grandiose, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's very all, it's much less budget. like big, Production. grand things, yeah. huge soundtracks, going big speeches. More like, like and this little is when? Speeches. When did it start? 
1963. 63, right. December. You're talking 63. You know, <laughs> what kind of money are they throwing at the budget? You know what I mean? For these sort of things. It, it's yeah. one of those situations where, you know, if they're seeing aliens, you can definitely tell it's a dude in a suit. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, your spaceships flying by. You can almost see the string. They're yeah. dangling it like on. The, the you know. green screen. Someone's blatantly yeah. just walking in a green screen. Then, of course, you get to the 60s and 70s. Space. It gets really trippy. Yeah. Right, when they're doing different things at yeah. the beginning, the opener. Especially when they it. start to discover that CGI is a thing. Yeah. No, it's, all over there's the not a lot of that, but it is very there. Yes. <laughs> Especially it's, it's, some of the intros for like, temp, some of right? the later stuff. Later yeah. stuff. And then like 9 and 10 as well. Like You see that like CGI... Like that can be said about like New Who as well. Like early on, mm -hmm. CGI is still like getting used to itself, and it's like, oh, that's a bit mm. dodgy at best. <laughs> a bit dodgy. Yes, absolutely. So, so sticking with the old stuff, let's start with there, and then yes. we'll get to the new stuff, obviously. But sticking with the old stuff, who would you first of all be your favorite Doctor out of the originals? It's really hard because I could kind of look at all like most of them and kind of just root for that one more. Like, ah. Oh. Like two is really good, and I'm like, oh, but this one. I think I really, really enjoyed two and seven. Seven's a very unpopular opinion because he's very. It's that's where Doctor Who got canceled. That's where it was like it took him a, like a season to really fall into it, mm -hmm. especially like with like the first season he had a companion Mel. Yeah, and Mel was she was nice. She was nice. <laughs> But I Diplomatic way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I, but I didn't. They didn't have a good chemistry. But once Ace came in, it was like sparks. It was great. Gotcha. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also like uh, Tom Baker, the Fourth Doctor, of course. Yeah. And I, I think he's probably one of the most. I don't know if you say say popular, but maybe one of the yeah. most well known. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right? For good reason. Yeah. He's very very good. He's. Even seeing like interviews outside of Doctor Who, he's just still the Doctor. Like, and they brought him back, like right? That. They brought him back in yeah. one of the um, sort the, of crossover ones. Yeah, the movie, Tenet, the yeah. Day, of the, Day of the Doctor. Right, they brought that him back. That was awesome. That was so cool. And the first time I saw it, I hadn't watched the classics yet. So I was like, Who's this is guy? that who I think it is? <laughs> is that Tom Baker? And then I actually rewatched. Uh, like once I finished the classics, I decided to rewatch everything on. So you kind of almost like chronological order. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, what the heck? I'm already here." Right. So I kept going with nine, and, and then when I got to Day of the Doctor, I was like, "Oh my God, it's him! It's actually, it's actually him. him! He's here!" It is good when they bring people back like that. Yeah. Uh, it gives it extra life and, and a callback to, to the original stuff, so they're not just ignoring it or whatever. Definitely. I think that's a great, a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Original series, you know, it goes off the air. They they cancel it. Yep. Um, then the movie. Then the movie the happens. Doctor, that was right. An atrocity. Yeah, that, <laughs> that wasn't so pretty. That was not pretty. It was yeah. campy in all the bad ways. Yeah. Everything about it was just not good. Almost forced. Yeah. Right. They're like, trying to go too. It. Yeah. Trying to put too much in in a way of like we really want to bring this back, but it's just not working. Yeah, I definitely it lost me in the beginning when they brought back the seventh doctor. I was like, oh, oh my god, he's back! And then almost immediately he steps out of his TARDIS and actually gets gunned down yep. by like a gang. I was like, what? <laughs> that was short lived. I was like, oh my god, I'm, I love this guy. And I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah, just kidding. Don't get too attached. <laughs> and then the like for them, they brought him back Frankenstein style, and I was like, "What the heck?" Yeah, 
And then it was just, and then the master was there. And I'm, I like the master, but he was wearing a big cape. Yep. <laughs> so I was kind of not having it. Right. Costume choices were definitely weird. I mean, all the costuming choices, especially for the original series, you know, when you're looking yeah. at the Cybermen and you think like that, like, ah, this is interesting. It's an interesting way to, to do it. Cost effective. Yes. Like that's, again, a very diplomatic way to put it. It's cost effective. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, definitely different than the day, you know, now what we have for CGI and oh, yeah. costuming and the budget they throw a, at it. A because much better it's, budget. Yeah, it's definitely a better budget. I mean, at that point, you know, originally it wasn't a global, t- yeah, you know, no. commodity. It was, it was you just know, Britain. It was just British. Just it was just British a British culture. show and it kind of kept to them and that was it. When you get much of it here. Uh, and yeah. then obviously once they rebooted it and, you know, BBC was here and you can watch BBC easily in American television. And they started launching it here. It became a lot uh, a yeah. bigger, obviously, a global brand. And now it's everywhere, conventions and everything oh, yeah. you have. Um, bigger, larger than life. Yeah, definitely larger than life. The Whovians <laughs> are everywhere. And it is fantastic to see. I love when people have that kind of passion for it anything, is, really, not just really Doctor cool Who. But just to watch people's passions for, you know, which is why we do this podcast. You know, it, it's fantastic to see. And I love when people feel to band together and do it and not worry about the naysayers who say why do you like that why do you yeah. like that and it goes all over the place right you say why do i like dr who i say why do you like the things you like yeah you know it, it's nice people to stick together and do that so the new series comes so how long was actually let's go back how long was there between they canceled it the movie and then the new series Eccleston started how, how long was that do you remember i think it was roughly 10 years that's a long time give or give or take a few years that's a long time 10 years in between the movie and the reboot yeah but it wasn't a reboot yeah right no. like he's not the first doctor again so it's yeah. not like they started it's over like again continuation. They, it, yeah they pick yeah. up which i think was fantastic it's not like okay well, it's been 10 years because everything nowadays is reboots right everything's redos and reboots you know, so you know something something that happened was you know the the movie it was actually if the movie got enough success they were actually going to try to make an americanized show out of it right so they would have rebooted yeah. it kind of like they the office rebooted it. yeah they kind of i'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't i am very glad they uh, you know be, i think yeah i think keeping it alive keeping it you know tied to the original and just moving forward with it you know it shows the strength of the show and the character of course yeah. but it also gives you a lot more content Yes. You have all yes. those years and all that stuff that you did before. And, of course, in the new show, so many times have they gone back and done flashbacks to Hartnell's and everybody else's doctor yeah. and shown you, even in the new show, you've yeah. done those, like, you know, those wish by, wash buys of all the old doctors yeah. and things like that. And, and if they rebooted it, you wouldn't have any of that. Definitely, yeah. And in the in the new series, they don't reference the classics much. Like, in the classics, they would reference everything that happened like yeah. all the time like oh bessie the young yeah. car every like yeah every once in a while especially with the brigadier right because he's like every every doctor except for i believe colin baker the sixth doctor and yeah no just him never like never actually saw the brigadier mm-hmm. so he was like every time they saw the brigadier it was like oh update here's how it's going yeah but then with um new who it's very once there's a new director it's very like ties severed like right. you hardly look in the other direction. Yeah. Like once it went to like in between uh, Russell T Davies doing um nine and 10, they kept rows yeah. and it was very, you know, that style. And then once it was uh, Davies to Moffat, yeah. it was like clean cut again with 11. You completely cut ties with, <laughs> cut yeah. ties with everything. So Moffat, basically yeah. you're talking, you're basically blaming it on Moffat. 
Because he was a showrunner. He's like, all right, we're just going to keep moving forward and not look back. Yeah. But but it's sometimes that a lot of the times that's good too. Because mm-hmm. it can definitely shakes it up a little bit, gives it a little like a different feel, a different yeah. vibe for what you're going for. Yeah, and a showrunner is going to put their own sort of not spin on it, but they want to put their own stank point to it. it. No, no, I don't think it was a stank. We, we talked about stank in the last episode, but uh, definitely, you know, their own feel on it and their own way of go, running with it. So they're not always feeling anchored to the old stuff and they yeah. can kind of go in different directions with and it. Also, and maybe change a little bit of the continuity, if you will, or change some of the uh, overall parameters of how it works and have to still all the rules. Yeah. Know, to stick to all the rules that may have been set out by the previous, you know, showrunners and directors. So. That's something that's very inconsistent is rules. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like every, every, every once in a while, they're like, ah, but he's got a rule though. Yeah, the Sonic Screwdriver can do this, but all of a sudden now the Sonic Screwdriver can do that. So you're like, okay, <laughs> you open the I door do. and it can, you know, be a nuclear bomb. Okay, fine. Every once in a while, I do like see the the Sonic Screwdriver used a little too often. Yeah, like, they're really just using it as a magazine wand, especially with um, yes. 13. The 13th Doctor and the 11th Doctor. Yeah. Matt Smith and Jodie Whittaker. They definitely, there's a lot of sonic screwdriver use. And yep. I'm like, eh, like, and just Could be random, used less. Like, you, like, they didn't even need to. Like, there was like a knot that you could just easily untie. Yeah. And they used the sonic screwdriver. And I was like, okay. That was unnecessary. <laughs> All right. It's a product placement to sell a toy, I guess. I don't really <laughs> understand why they would do that. But no, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Sometimes rely on those the tropes too too easily. Yeah. Uh, instead of just being more creative with the writing to write their way out of it in a different situation. You know, just kind Definitely. of blow past real fast. Sonic screwdriver <laughs> solves all and we move forward. Like, oh no, how do we do this? Ah, don't worry. It's just we have the magic wand. Thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, we have the magic wand. Let's just keep going forward. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay, so we talked about your favorite doctor from the original series. Who's your favorite doctor from the new series? That's a and why? Topic. I think it would be uh, ten and twelve. Actually, I really like ten just because I really, really fell in love with like like Doctor Who in the first place with the tenth Doctor. I really liked nine, but once yeah. I got into like what ten was all about, I was like, oh wow! And it you're talking about Tenant. Tenant. Yes. Tenet. Okay. <laughs> just, for those who Tenet. might not know who you're talking yes, about, Tenant. Yes. David Tennant. He did such a wonderful job and he, he just did. captured it so well. And he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it just it blows my mind. Did you like him did. better with Rose or Eccleston better with Rose? Eccleston was much better with Rose. Okay. It was just kind of awkward with um uh Tennant. Yeah. Uh like so I'm kinda glad he moved on from her. But him yeah. and, Which they and did. um uh Donna, Catherine Tate. Yes. They were Amazing! That was like one of my favorite pairings. Really, tenant and, and that's um, funny. Like different, different like opinions. I can't yeah. stand her. I love her. I don't know why. It's something about her. I don't know if it's the actress or the the. You know, I thought definitely the character was like super whiny. She was like yeah. super like, what's did, going I on? I don't want to do this. And why am I snappy. here? And yeah, oh yeah, she was definitely snappy. <laughs> it almost seemed like she wasn't on board for the ride. Yeah. Like she couldn't wait to get the hell off the roller coaster. You know what I yeah, mean? There like there are moments like that where like I see that with a lot of companions every once uh, in a while where it's like like they see something so unbelievable and they go, I forgot my coat. Yeah. I'm gonna be right back. And you're like Yeah. What? You just traveled back in time or like you just went to an alien planet and you yes. worry about your coat. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't understand. If you got a character like that, they, you know, you want them to be along for the ride. Yeah. You want them to be ex- exuberant. Now, nobody can be I think match the doctor's exuberance. I think no, that's no. kind of the point. You have to have somebody in an opposing view who's kind of like almost like a you know a, a Mulder and Scully, 
right? Yeah. Like you, one person's yeah. all in, the other person's like, I don't know about this. Or sometimes the companion's job is to be like an anchor. Right, just ground like, the doctor. Like, all right, like, come back to reality. Yeah. This is what has to We know the doctor happen. needs to be grounded every once in a while. They yeah. can kind of go off the charts and <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, so Tenet, yeah, and I agree. Tenet was yeah. definitely my favorite. Tenet was where I got introduced to Doctor Who as well. Yeah. Um, somebody I was with at the time was a big Hoobie and loved watching the show. So we started watching it together and that, then I went back and watched Eccleston yeah. and forward and then did go back and watch many of the old, I don't think I said I watched all of the originals, yeah. but I watched a lot of the originals. They can be a tough set. Um, but yes, I, I do appreciate them for what they are. And I wanted to know about that, right? Cause they yeah. were still referencing a little bit and things. I wanted to know about where it came from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely the newer the newer series. I still believe Tenet's my favorite. Yeah. I liked Matt Smith. I thought yeah. he did a great job. I, yeah, I like Matt Smith too. He was but fun. I think I think I liked Peter Capaldi more yeah. than the others. Very like, different, I liked right? Tenet Very and different. Capaldi. Because yeah. when I first watched him, I completely just I was like, ah, who is this guy? He's too old. <laughs> yeah. Now looking back, I'm like, well, now he kind of fits in the room. Yes, absolutely. And the grand scheme of things. But then the second watch. I was I was just blown away with how good of a doctor he was. He completely understood the role. It was just it was just something different. Like he was going like the doctor was going through like a midlife crisis. Yes, so he's like, exactly. It's a great pulls out the electric guitar and his sunglasses. Yeah. On. So what did you think about that? They turned the the sun screwdriver into his sunglasses. <laughs> the first time around, I was like, no way, this is blasphemy. You yeah. can't change the sun screwdriver. The second time around, I'm like, it kind of yeah. made it work, right? They like, kind of made really it work. It really works with his doctor. Yeah, just like absolutely. The sunglasses. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. I love that part of it. Yeah. All right. So um, we talked about 10 a little bit. Matt Smith, what was your take on Matt Smith? I I think I, I really like Matt Smith. He does a very excellent job, especially with um, Amy and Rory. That was, uh, Karen Gillian, yes, very big now, yep. <laughs> and um, Arthur Darville. and they're, so they're they're my favorite companions. Yeah, they're my favorite I, companion. That's that's me. I think uh, I actually agree with you there. Yeah, they are. I liked Rose. I did not like Catherine Tate's character. I liked Clara well enough. I thought I liked she was Clara good. With Twelve uh, with yeah. Capaldi a lot. More. Yeah, I did like that. But for some reason, just just Amy and Rory, just like for some reason, they worked yeah. for me. Their love affair, you know, their yeah. their their strength, um, the way they went out, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the way they got basically got you know taken off the show, you know, on purpose. Um, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, a really great way to, to you know have them switch out the the, the companions. Um, yeah. I liked, well, and we'll get to River in a second, but I liked that whole bit. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that you know good. that that they pulled out from that. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I love. I like Karen Gillan Ellen anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's a great actress. I, I enjoy her in other things. So, and uh, Rory, as we know, he played, um, he was in um, Legends of Tomorrow, the DC show. Playing for Time Master. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, ripped. he was He was ripped. Yeah, so that was fantastic. That I was, was kind of actually was sad to see him go from that show because yeah. Arthur Darville is his name. I actually liked him as well as an actor. He was on uh, Broadchurch, uh, yeah. which is a great show with Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Which was yeah, awesome. Actually. I haven't seen that, that show, show, but I feel like I it's a fun show. It's a it. it's a good show. It's a fun show. You know, it, it, it's well, very well written, very well acted. Uh, yeah, a little different. You know, certainly not like a time traveling crazy <laughs> no. sci fi show, but a good drama. I would definitely check that out if you ever get a chance. Yeah. Um, all right, so we talked about that. 
Uh, and anything you want to like kind of touch back on, just feel free to just jump back into. Uh, we kind of like going through some of these kind of fast. Um, but- says, I completely agree with uh, Amy and Rory. I think in the in the like the the re uh, continuation. I think I really think they're the best companions yeah. of new Doctor Who. Yeah, I do. I agree. I like the introduction of her as a little kid. Yeah, you know the girl who waited, and then she said, and then he comes back, and it's her, and. I think that was incredible. Because you can definitely see the way she's like, yeah, you can definitely see the way she's like, like almost like grows up thinking it's just an imaginary friend. And then realizing, oh my gosh, she was real. This is real. This is, this was real. Yeah. I thought that was ingenious. So I I, I like that part of it as well. Um, What are your favorite, it will get to other stuff. What are your favorite sort of baddies? What are your, Ooh. Let's go. We haven't talked about the baddies yet. Ooh. All the villains, monsters, That's alien good. races. I like, I really liked Missy. Yes. Missy was fantastic. Yes. A great opposite. Absolute a great foil. Perfection. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I liked her better than, uh, and I can't remember the actor's name, who played, you know, the master. Uh, John Sim. Thank you. Yeah. Before, you know, the master became Missy. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I completely I like, agree. Yeah, I, I was... like the master being her better than the guy. Yeah, you know by I mean? far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A much better role. Written character, more dynamic. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was more, more depth to it. To Absolutely. Because with like John Sims' master, it was, it felt too much like he was trying to do something like, I'm a psychopath or like, you know, like yeah, Joker-ish. Doom, like, right? Just evil for the sake of yeah. people. Yeah, just Dr. Doom trying to take over the world. There. Yeah, that was yeah. it. To me, it was Doctor Doom trying to take over the world. Yeah. Whereas Missy was, you know, like trying to play with him and trying to, you know, uh, yeah. get under his skin and, and, and basically uh, still trying to win, yeah. but in a more mischievous way. Yeah. You know, not just blatant like, all right, I'm going to take the army and nuke the place. You know, it, it wasn't yeah. like that. It was more calculated. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. So you definitely have more yeah. depth in when you do that, when you have more, you know, storylines you can write with that person because it's not just one you know, way yeah, to do it, you know? Definitely. So I definitely enjoyed that. Now, what about the, um, the aliens? We have the Daleks, we have the Cybermen, you have the food, you have, I mean, the list is endless, obviously. Right. <laughs> the, the list is endless, but there's so many reoccurring ones. There are. Right? There's obviously the one-offs, things like that, but there's so many reoccurring ones. I liked the idea of the silence. Yes. But I didn't like the fact that they kept bringing them back for no real reason. Yep. Like, I every agree. once in a while, I was like, oh, yeah, the silence are still here. And I'm like, I thought we took care of them already. I thought they weren't an issue anymore. But I really love the idea. That's how it is with a lot of them. Yeah. I love the idea of it, but they then go, oh, that was such a good idea. We should keep using that until yes. everyone's kind of sick of it. Sure, like because they're angels. aliens and you didn't kill them. And yeah. there's gonna, if there's one left, then the whole race is back again. Yeah. You know, especially when you're talking about time travel and space, like the they play very fast and loose with rules, right? Yeah. There's almost, there is no rule book to a certain degree. Also yeah. the Daleks as well. The thing is, uh, Eccleston's episode on like the first, the first like reintroduction of the Daleks, it was phenomenal. You see fear, you see these horrifying, scary war ridden creatures that can take down anybody with just one Dalek. And then later on, it goes, oh, yeah, they're back again. Oh, yeah, he got rid of them. And then they're back again and all that. Like, it's just kind of, then they get very, very repetitive. But that's always how the Daleks go, even yes. with the classics. Like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they they're, just kind of get very repetitive. They do. That. I mean, it, it, it is, they're not, I don't want to say one-dimensional. Obviously, they're, they're, what their motivation is, what they're trying to do is 
somewhat one dimensional. Yeah. So it's it's tough because how do you introduce it and make it a bigger threat? And you have to, you know, it's like goes from ten dollars to that final one that was like a million of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to keep upping the ante and to make it a bigger threat. Killed them all. Right. That's the <laughs> point. Until they, they come just, back, they keep literally coming back. A season later. Right. And then you have stop. You have um. What's the name? Stop. No. Uh, De- Devros. Devros. Wow, that was yeah. a quick one. Devros. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like. It was it was tip of my tongue. Yeah. So you know that, that was another way to do that, and I, I did like the way Capaldi kind of took him out. I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I liked that. that. Was good. Um, have we seen them? my Have we seen? Have we seen them with Whitaker? Um, I don't remember okay. with uh, with Jody. Have we seen the Daleks at all since, um, since that episode I know, with Capaldi? They, uh, I know they showed up. I believe in revolution uh, resolu- resolution of the Daleks. Okay, but I don't think other than that i don't think so okay i think it's just that one story gotcha all right excellent excellent all right cool so then we have what is your take on okay the cybermen let's kind of go through there i i actually really like the cybermen with uh the classic series i love i love the way they looked so campy oh god it was like, horrible just had, like, a sock it was over their head wor- yeah it was worse thing. than like the tin man like yeah. you know what I mean? it was great <laughs> so- but then when they brought it back like with um capaldi's era they brought that look back with yep. the same voice as well. I was like taken aback. I was like, yep. did they really do that? Yeah. They were the, the sock over their head and yeah. the thing over their head and all, everything. Yeah, that it was, was That was so good. That I was, really liked that. But that the Cybermen, I feel like like they've actually done a really good job with them because they're not as frequent as the Daleks. Mm-hmm. And every time they come in, it's a serious threat. And it's a serious threat that makes sense being repeated. Yeah. Because it's like first thing they were on like Mondas and they like they were like let's because it, it's an easy concept to repeat yeah. of this world thinks oh we our people are getting weaker so we should build stronger people and then you end up with the Cybermen and they could look different like they can look more modern they can look like they have a sock over their head yes. <laughs> but they but it's always in a real realistic in quotations kind of way yep <laughs> like it's it's and it's always a real threat definitely yeah all right so i'm gonna tell you my favorite but the ones that disturb me the most will always be the weeping angels definitely they will always <laughs> creep me out because we don't necessarily yet, but there's, they're coming. You know, robots walking around <laughs> independently. We know people yeah. who work on things like that. So it doesn't seem as real. But, like, gargoyles are everywhere, right? Yeah. You can go anywhere, right? After Old buildings. After seeing, like, Blink, right. that episode, you start to, like, look right. Like, you look at it. Like, did that, did that thing just move? Did that thing just like, move? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they definitely creep me out the most. And I think they've used them, obviously, to a T to make yeah. it as creepy as possible. To, I think they definitely are, the, oddly enough, the scariest, even though they're statues that when you look at them don't even move yeah um but the fact that once you turn they you know once you close your eyes they move it like basically like the flash they move like yeah instantaneous speed right um i like my favorite use or the favorite way they were taken out was tenant when they're it was tenant when they're in the tardis and they're all on one on each four side and then he makes the tardis disappear so they're all staring at each other so so they can't move the timey wimey wibbly wobbly that one that was really (laughs) fun like that that was perfect Uh, to me writing is everything acting you have to have acting you have that just but the actors can't do can only do so much i'll say this way they can only do so much with the script they're given definitely so if the script isn't strong there's only so much acting you can do to make it work 
So it has to start in the writer's room, mm -hmm. right? And I think so much of it, you know, especially the new series, is, is strong. That episode, to me, was incredibly strong. You know, yes. doing the whole time difference and, you know, he's she's watching, they're watching him on tape, basically. Yeah. And really kind of figuring what's going on, sort of almost backwards watching what was happening. I thought that was ingenious. Yeah. It, it's good writing that way, and I always appreciate great writing. Yeah, that uh, was a phenomenally written yeah, episode. right. Just like episode. like like the Rory and, and uh, Melody when they were leaving that whole when she had to go back to save him and that and then basically yeah. knowing that it was going to you know yeah. th that would be it and they would be able to come back. I thought that was incredible. Yeah, definitely. So I, I definitely enjoyed the the writing on that one. What were your so what were your favorite? And this has had to be one. What were some of your favorite episodes uh, across the entire series? Like. That's tough. I know. I hit you with a big one on that on. one. Hit you with a big one. <laughs> gotta, I gotta We're about a half hour into this. So I figure I'm going to hit you with a big one now. All right. Let's see. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. And it can be different reasons, right? You don't have to have the favorite. What are some of your favorites and why? What are the different reasons it could be your favorite? I'm going to start I'm gonna start with a nice, nice, easy one. I liked The Empty Child with uh, Christopher Eccleston's doctor. That, like... Like, there are so many good episodes, like, throughout everything. So give us a little background on that one. Just, yeah. just people, yeah. if you've never heard of what is, what is basically a synopsis of uh, yeah. Cliff Notes, if you will. Yeah. So The Empty Child is basically about, they go back, uh, the Doctor and Rose go back to um, World War II, the London Blitz. They're getting bombed by the Germans. And there's this child that goes around and looks about, like, seven and he's got this gas mask over his face and only repeats like, are you my mommy? And it's, it's so eerie and so creepy the way that it's just like, everyone's running away and this kid's just walking up and they're like, don't touch him, don't touch him. Make him like you. And I think anytime you use a kid in that respect, <laughs> it can get real creepy. <laughs> Definitely. Really funny, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's just, it was so, creepy and the fact that like like at the end of it when like everybody lives like he makes such a big big deal out of it everybody lives because looking around you see that that doesn't happen often enough yep and it just and then also it introduces captain jack harkness mm -hmm. we'll get to him too yep yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you want to talk about him now you can yeah he and uh, it's just it was just so good it was just so good yeah. Something else I would have to say is Heaven Sent with Capaldi, with Peter Capaldi. That was just, that was good. It was, a, that's about, um, he, the doctor gets randomly teleported to this place. We don't know what it is. It's just this big mansion. And he's trying to figure out this, this creature that's just slowly chasing him. It's not running. It's just walking. And it's a huge mansion. He could go anywhere, but it's always constantly behind and there's always screens everywhere where you can see it lurking forwards and he's trying to figure out how to get there like how to get away where he is what it wants and then you just start to realize that he's actually been in this constant loop for billions of years mm -hmm. and he's slowly trying to like chip away at this wall of the TARDIS the ice wall right the ice yeah, wall the, right the yeah ice diamond wall yeah yeah and it's like slowly, and the soundtrack was fantastic for that one too. Yeah, 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. That was definitely one. Of, that was probably one of my favorite of his episodes. Yes. Yeah. So I like to pick on sort of different episodes from different doctors, and yeah. I'm mostly talking from Eccleston on because um, those are the ones I've seen all of. You know, uh, yeah. with the exception of Whitaker's, it's just I kind of not not that I've fallen off. I'm not really wildly crazy about the showrunner. I I'm, completely. I'm, I'm, I'm agree. glad he's <laughs> leaving, but sad she's leaving. Yes, I know they're both I, leaving together. Same thought. Yeah. Really, I know we were talking about this the other day. I was uh, you know kind of wishing that if he would leave as a showrunner, but they'd keep her on. So she could be with a different showrunner who might treat the character better, who treat yes. her character better. And yeah. like her, you know what I mean? That it's such a strong character. And I think they could do so much with it. Yeah. Uh, it's so much better with it that I wish somebody better could, you know, take care of the character. Yeah. And I just don't it think he did a good job with it. Yeah. Very mishandled. Absolutely. I think Whitaker's an amazing actress. And I think that, absolutely. you know, finally having a woman doctor, yeah. I think is, you know what I mean? Like that, that should have been better handled better like this is yeah. the first time in all these doctors yeah. <laughs> you know uh we get a woman doctor and it wasn't um it wasn't uh handled well enough you no. know what i mean i think it should have been bigger it's it's yeah it's, it's just tragic how it's like she's such a good doctor yep. and she's like she's so bold she, she just fits it to a t yep. but chris chibnall just not yep. it and she loved it for all accounts she loved playing that role yeah, you know um, what I mean? Like everything I've heard, everything I've heard of her, her, yeah, she's she's really enjoyed the role and being the doctor, right? It was certainly yeah. wasn't a chore of any kind. She really got into it. She she really loved doing it and having been able to be the steward of the doctor for this many seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, so it certainly wasn't a lack from her. Yeah, I don't feel like it was like a lack of her enthusiasm, crazy. her involvement, her wanting to give it her all. I think all that was all it's there. Just yeah, it's unfortunate it's writing just led just by the showrunner, right? <laughs> the, the, the director of the ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? It either gets where it's supposed to go or it hits the hits the iceberg, and I kind of think she hit the iceberg it it very quickly and swiftly. Get rid of that writer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's unfortunate. But uh, you know, hopefully we'll get you know if you know after she's gone, we'll get another woman doctor. Or I mean, there's obviously things endless, right? We we you know. We've mostly had like just white men. So you know what yeah, I mean? Hopefully we can start now with the fact that we have the woman doctor, we can start shaking it up a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just worry like I don't want people to get that way of like, well, this isn't my doctor. This isn't my doctor. This yeah. isn't my doctor. You know what I mean? Because that's a, a, I, a surefire way to get a show yeah. to start going down the, down the tubes and then off the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do want them to play around with it more. Like I personally want them to play. Oh my god! Have some fun with it. I, you know I, I definitely mean? I want to see all different so types of doctors. More. I wanted so much more from her doctor. Yeah. I almost like I think like they could if with the in the in the hands of a good writers, hands of a good showrunner with a great actor. I think yeah. we could have a kid doctor. Really? I think I think we could have a kid. I think you know, not, really? not too young, not like a four year old, <laughs> but you know, somebody who's not. Sherlock yeah, Lord. exactly. I think even somebody who's like. I never 13 thought about that. That's or, actually you know what I mean? really interesting. Right? Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I because remember the doctor is how many you know years old, right? Like he's, you know, he's looked from like sixty something to like twenty. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, um uh, uh not tenant, but um Smith was like the youngest looking doctor in my yeah. eye. He's the youngest yeah. looking. Yeah, he one. was. The, he was also the youngest. Right. Doctor, so yeah. you could go even younger than him, but playing somebody who has an older soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you got that, uh, somebody who's good, take, I mean, you know, and it, but it, I don't. outside of it, you're going to have to find a very, very good. And you actor. can't go name. You can't go well known. You absolutely yeah. can't. You can't pick a young child actor who's already well known in the business. I think yeah, that yeah. would be, that's that's like jumping the shark almost, right? You're, you're just trying to do the name on there. Yeah, I think you've got to go with the no name. you got to go with the no name. I really recognize the actor. I'm like, uh, like, some, yeah. like some people go, oh, Tom Holland should be the doctor. Like, right. No, absolutely not. Well, first of all, no, he shouldn't. 
Absolutely and second not. Of all, I recognize him way too much as Spider-Man. Already. Yeah, well, there's no that. Way. And I understand typecasting kind of sucks, but, yeah. you know, uh, and I get it. And I don't think that Tom Holland would be a bad doctor. I just don't think he'd be a good doctor. Yeah, no. I just you know can't saying? see him in that I just can't. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, people couldn't see Ben Affleck as Batman. To me, he's one of the better Batman, with the exception of Michael Keaton, who's my favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, you never know. You never know. But, again, handled with good writers. Yeah, they can do it in a good showrunner. They can make it happen. Really interesting. But I still think a young doctor, like a, you know, again, not a child, not like a four or five year old, but somebody yeah, in there, like you know, 13, 13, 14. right? 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range where they're still innocent and life hasn't hardened them yeah. normally. But the person is a, you know, hundreds of years old. Yeah. Because they're the doctor. They've been around forever and done all this stuff. I'd be interested in what the companion choice would be for that. Right. So now you, you get know, a kid, like, you essentially. You see the first episode. Like, aren't you just a kid? He goes, well, actually. Right, exactly. That's my point. That's exactly right. You now have a kid, essentially, look look of a kid who's hundreds of years old directing people that think they're older than him or yeah. her or her. It could be either, yeah. right? And that's that. But that person, that kid, essentially is in charge yeah. and is taking him all these wild adventures. Yeah. And knows every. You know what I mean? Knows how to do all this stuff. That is the fact that we've never actually seen that before because we have heard the first the like the reason we were able to have like a boy to a girl doctor was because like i think somewhere in 11 it was the first time ever mentioned of that happening like he was talking about a, a friend from the academy or yeah. something and the fact that he regenerated into a girl yeah and that was never heard of before like, oh wow and then that gave birth to the idea of missy right and then jody whitaker's doctor yeah and so so we that happens but now you can either just make it happen. Sure. With a, I mean, that's a, that's a writing. That's a couple of clicks on a keyboard at yeah. this point. You, you write go, that yeah, right into it. Tick, 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 it's tick, tick, done. Tick. I mean, they can explain anything away. If they do it, if they were to do it, not that BBC is listening, but if they were to <laughs> do it, you know, yes, you can write it quickly away, but don't write it quickly and easily away. Yeah. You know, don't. make it something yeah. real. It's a definite point. Make it something interesting. Instead that, of just going, oh, no, it'd be like, you know, it was hard fought <laughs> or it was like, it's a major issue. No, just like, oh, yeah, he's a kid now. You oh, know no, what I mean? Someone injected him with some yeah, sort exactly, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He tripped over a barrel and now he's a kid. You know, he hit a fit in a fountain of youth and he's done. That's boring. Yeah. Let's make it something real that would actually, you know, yeah. make sense that and be a strong amazing. story point. Because, like you said, going into the next, you know, companion, how does that companion now listen and follow a kid? around time and space yeah you know what i mean yeah. and trust this kid essentially to know what they're doing you know what i mean yeah i mean how often do we think of a little kid directing <laughs> and telling us what to do and know what the heck they're talking about that is, that is actually such an interesting idea yeah never i think that would be that. yeah i thought that i think that'd be a nice idea so that's just my hopes and dreams <laughs> you know hopefully it happens i don't know if it will but we'll see what happens you know there's so much more hopefully there's a lot more doctor who to come after whitaker i would love that nice. that would make me happy so have you ever been to a convention? Have you ever been to a Whovian convention uh, of any kind? Or? I've been to a Comic-Con once, and no. But and basically, no. Doctor Who related anything, no. I got a little poster, but other than that, not a Doctor Who specific or big Doctor Who Comic-Con. Gotcha. I've wanted to, but, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, they and are not the cheap. Very far away, and then yes. all of a sudden, oh, Boston. Yeah, <laughs> Boston's a great one. Boston's a great <laughs> one. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Have I? I've, obviously, I've been to a bunch of conventions. Uh, I don't know that I've ever met anybody from the cast. Yeah, I've met a lot of different celebrities, pictures, you know, whatever the signing autographs, yada yada I've yada. I've met a few, yeah. Yeah, who have you met? 
I have met two. I have met Sebastian Stan, Ooh. who plays the Winter Soldier, and yeah. I have met Matt Ryan, who plays Constantine. Very nice. Yes. Awesome. Other than that, no. Fantastic. So we'll have to seek it out. We'll have to seek it out. There's Jason Momoa. Yeah. There he goes. There he goes. And uh, yeah, so Boston's coming around quickly. And then, of course, Rhode Island will be right after that. Um, Now that everything's sort of backing, you know, back to being open a bit. um, You know, I don't know. I'd love to get out to the Boston one. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what the what the wife says, you know. I've been thinking about it with a couple of friends. Yeah. They're like, hey, you want to go to Comic Con? Yeah. It's just I mean, I get it. People are still nervous. It's a huge thing with a lot of people. Yeah. You know, wear your mask, do what you gotta do. Um, you know, stay safe, obviously. But there's still that with the with the variant out there, it's still uh you know, it still makes people nervous. You yeah. know what I mean? Should we go, should we not? Uh, but at some point, we do have to get back to real life and keep going with what we're doing. Get so. back to real life. Go back to comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go, go back, back to Comic Cons. Get stuck in <laughs> massive crowds. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see Come what on. happens. Get on yeah, it. awesome. So okay, um, we talked about. Oh, right. So I wanted to get to the whole River Song ah, aspect. One of my favorite that, characters in the entire yeah. series. I think that was one of, if not the best done, like. Like plot long, I can't remember the word. I've been trying to think of the word for like a couple of days. It's but, a plot line. I mean, it's a storyline. Yeah, a story like one of the best storylines or arcs, if you done. will, it's kind arcs. of a story arc. Yeah, yeah. Because when she first arrives in Silence of the Library with Tennant, mm-hmm. she already gives off vibes that you like. It's like if you went at, like ahead and watched all of River Song's antics and then came back to that episode. It would look flawless. Right. You wouldn't know, and you'd be none the wiser that she, like the actor, Alex Kingston, has never actually awesome. played River Song before yeah. or anything. But she just absolutely sells it yes. with that first, like, first couple episodes with Tennant. It was phenomenal the way she looks at him and she's absolutely broken and goes, You don't even know who I am. Yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, watching and you know when you get to that, not realize that when they basically hit you and say that you're basically watching her storyline in reverse. Yeah, I thought that was genius. I mean, Ugh. well written. They played it off, and every time they they put her into the episodes or the movies, you know, whatever, yep. she it was really spot on. Yeah. Uh, you felt it was that sort of backwards next time in reversed aspect, and I don't think they really ever stumbled. Or no. misstepped with her on, on that no. stuff. You know, there was nothing yeah. like, oh, that didn't feel right. It always felt right. Yeah. You know, like the more the doctor would see, like the the more they saw each other, the more the doctor knew about River and the less River knew about the doctor. Yeah. And then it's just sometimes they're in the sink, yeah. but there's still questions like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you really? Yeah. And then it starts to fade out until yeah. you see. Yeah, it goes from one side to the other, right? The scale is. goes from one side to the other the yeah. whole time. So you have that whole thing and then you know the doctor's wife and the whole you yeah. know all that kind of thing and then you weave in the whole melody pond aspect yeah. of it being her mother essentially you know? and then and, and like it was sitting right there yeah. right river the song melody, melody pond. pond like it's sitting in your face but they tell it takes them to smack you with it to go yeah. oh yeah yep. and oh, maybe yeah, i'm sure there are some people who picked up on it i'm not saying everybody is you know and like me and didn't didn't get it right away but like yeah. it took me it took me like they had to smack me with it and they go yeah, yeah hello riverside Valley like how are you not Same did here, you not put here. those together do Never you think those names were an accident like 
Oh, no, but, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they were not an accident. Even when the infant was there. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, who is the kid? Yeah. Am I supposed to know who that is? Do I, am I supposed to know who you are, River? Yeah. And then also I was like, oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, that took a little long. <laughs> Again, the genius of the writing, putting it, it's, it's woven in. You don't see it until they want you to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that, again, that goes back to just strong, strong writing, strong show running at that point. Uh, you know, and that, that speaks a lot. You know, I was definitely sad when Moffat's time was done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely my favorite showrunner, uh, the one yeah. I knew the most yeah. as well. Um, you know, certainly not just because of the episodes, like I watched mostly the ones I watched were his episodes, you know, his seasons. Um, but like he, to me, was also the most you saw, physically saw, like on interviews and things like yeah. that. You saw a lot of stuff with him and he talked about the show. You know, I, I, if I saw him, at a convention without an assigned next name, I'd know who it was. Yeah. The other ones, I if I tripped over them, I wouldn't know who they are. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? They're I, not you know as what? like you in your really face. Point, you picture his curly what, hair. You can picture his eyes. I don't know what Chris Chipper looks right. like. Right. I don't know what Russell T Davies looks like, but I know what. I'm, I'm sure I've seen like. Russell, but I don't. I wouldn't know exactly what he looks like. Like I, I, I can picture Moffat in my in my head. You know, yeah. picture somebody's face. Same. I can picture. I can't picture the other ones in my head. Nope. Which just means just shakes <laughs> the fact that they're not they weren't as out there yeah. in public about you know making appearances and things like that and talking about the show. I think he was a very I would I would agree. I think he is my favorite one because for a while I was kind of debating in between like Davies and Moffat, but yeah. then it kind of Moffat went out one out in the end. Yeah, this is oh, it's just so good. It was it was of really. Of course, good. he's had some slips with a couple of episodes. Sure, of course. But other than that, like yeah. he's done. A You're not gonna hit 100 percent of the goals you shoot for. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. It's impossible, you know. Yeah. So what were your? So speaking of that, that's the other one I want to ask you is what were your least favorite episodes? What were the mm. ones you like you would not really watch again? Because there's always that if you watch a yeah. series and you watch it enough times. I've watched The Office a million times, and there's a couple nice. episodes, Scott's Tots, and a few episodes that when I get to them, I skip over. Yeah. Because I just if they make me uncomfortable or whatever the reason, it just I don't think well done. So what are the episodes you would skip over while watching? I think one of them that I just, I, my mind automatically goes to it would have to be Tooth and Claw with um, Tennant. Because it was one of his first episodes. And it was like, it was, there was a werewolf and Queen Victoria. Yeah. And I thought the idea was nice, but I like, I, I do keep saying You're that. very diplomatic. I'm like, I I'm love like. It. You don't have to cool. be. <laughs> it's cool the fact that they thought of like Victor like Queen Victoria maybe having like a were like werewolf blood in her somewhere. But I really didn't like that episode at all. Yeah. From the horrible stunt like stunts action things yeah. to the terrible CGI like They did chase seem to phone it in a little that bit on that one. A little yeah. too long. Yeah. It was just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I don't know if I offhand if I could think of any that I wouldn't necessarily watch again. Um, but I know them when I see them. You see it coming yeah. up and you're like, ah, yeah. this is I see is the next episode and I'm like, eh, maybe one. not. Maybe yeah. I can just casually skip to the watch this episode. So where do you consume them? Where do you watch them? Do you have them like on DVDs? Or do you watch them on streaming? Or I, I stream them. You stream them from where? Uh, HBO Max. HBO Max, yep. That's, that's where I do it as well. Yeah. HBO Max. I love my HBO Max. Got to see Su Suicide Squad on there. Uh, and I rewatched The Big Bang Theory religiously. Yeah, uh, that's one of those TV shows that, like, I'll, my wife and I watch. When we're going to sleep. 
You know what I mean? Like it's just you could just play in the background. You've seen it so many times. Yeah. You can't do that with Doctor Who. No. You cannot no, you do that. You gotta have all eyes on that show. And not only because you just want to watch it, but a lot of times when you're watching something when you're going to sleep, it invades your dreams. <laughs> and you do not want Doctor Who invading your dreams. All the aliens and monsters and the crazy <laughs> crap that happens on that definitely, show. Definitely. You don't want to start dreaming yeah. about being on another planet and this, you know, the silence or the, this, you know. The weeping angels so or something coming at you. dreams about a, a monster that you'll never be able to remember the second you stop looking at it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a panic attack waiting to happen when you wake up. So, yeah, that's definitely not one way to watch what we're seeing, but that's what <laughs> no, I, I have to agree with that. Absolutely. So we're coming up on about 50 minutes in the show, and uh, so we're just we're going to wrap it up really soon. But before we do, talk to me about uh, – so you're going to be on the show more often. We yes. Would definitely, that's why you're up on the website, co-host. You and I are going to be doing a lot of these together. Definitely. Uh, and we'll have – as I said last time, we'll have a lot of special guests, like my brother Dino was on the last episode. We'll have special guests, and, and we'll, then we'll all three of us talk. We'll do all different things on the show. Um, Talk to me just really briefly about some of your eight other passions beyond Doctor Who. Doesn't have to be entertainment. Like what else? What else? I know. Obviously, you're a uh, student at the Karate School. Yes, but. I'm. I'm big on uh, music, like rock kind of music. I like uh, movies. I really like like movies just in general. <laughs> yeah. So I like those a lot. There's also shows that I watch, like Legion. The Leftovers, which is one that doesn't come up that often, but is definitely worth a mention. Um, I watch a little bit of anime, so maybe that's a little bit of anime. Bit of anime. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much. And video games. You and some video of the, games. You yes. and some of the other students out here like, talking oh, video man, games on like? end. <laughs> yes, I do. I very much avidly like to play video games as well. Any particular favorites? Or the ones Skyrim. That, Skyrim. Okay. Say, yes. Yeah. The that's open it. world. Yeah, you Evil. you and the other one always talk about it all the time. Every yeah. time I turn around, you guys yeah. are talking about that that game. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And Minecraft cool. Minecraft. Minecraft. Minecraft cool. So you're Minecraft, not a Roblox. No. Is Roblox more for younger kids? Minecraft for old? Like, how does that really work? Um. Well, Minecraft came out earlier. I think it was like 2011. Yeah, yeah. It's been out for a lot longer than Roblox. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was. So that's why a lot of like it's usually for like older kids, yeah. not yeah. because it has any bad content. No, in it's it. just been around longer. So people have grown up with it. Yeah. But with Roblox, it's it's aimed more for kids now. Excellent. The way it's advertised, oh. you see toys for it. Right, right, right. You only see it like advertised on like kids' channels yeah. and stuff like that. So we'll have to do a we'll have to do a Minecraft first Roblox or a Minecraft uh, episode. At some we'll get point. we'll get a Roblox fan in here. Yes. Like that. Yeah. So, we'll then, so we can have a nice healthy debate about why Minecraft is better. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. I like it. That just told us our, your point of it. That's awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. Right, thank you for having me. That's all. Well, we're going to be seeing a lot. We're hearing a lot more from you. Eventually, we'll be turning this into a video podcast. We're just trying to kind of get the studio set up right now. We're sort of in our school, hoping nobody tries to walk through the door while we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just got a delivery while we were doing this. So uh, we're going to try turning this into a video podcast at some point. But I want to thank everybody for listening and for downloading it on any of your favorite streaming uh, podcast stations. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Uh, we're on obviously Apple Podcasts. We have our Google Podcasts, uh, as well as Amazon Pod. We're iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, everywhere with this. Uh, you can catch us online. All of our social media. Our website is entertainmentrants.com. We're on social media everywhere at Entertainment Rants, except for Twitter, which is just Entertain Rants. Uh, certainly, feel free to engage with us at any time. We want to hear from you. What are your passions? What do you want us to talk about? Uh, would you like to be a special, you know? guest on the show to talk about your passion 
feel free to go through our website or just email us at engage at entertainmentrants.com. All right. Any final words before we get out of here, Mila? That, this has been really cool. It's been a cool little podcast thing. It's been fun, right? Your first yeah. one, first of first, many. First one of many to come. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much, Mila. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have Thank a great you. day. Get out there and start ranting. <laughs>